Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Interstate of Music podcast. And today I have a guest that uh, has a very unique and original name. And uh, it kind of, you know, when you talk about country, country music, you know, to have this as as your go-to kind of starts to make sense. But I'm going to want to hear more about where it came from. Uh, this is Lady Redneck, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you. It's so good to be here. You bet. So, Lady Redneck. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna just hit it right between the eyes here. Lady Redneck is. How long have you been going by Lady Redneck? About five and a half years. And what exactly? Like, was this something that popped into your head? Was it a nickname? Was it like where did it come from? What like what made you Lady Redneck? So we were working on the first CD of my original music and. Um, the producer and my husband were both there and they were like, oh, she sounds like a like a redneck Marilyn or something. And then they're like, oh, like a lady redneck. And they said it joking and laughed their heads off. Ha ha ha. But then it like stuck. <laughs> so it That's was awesome. as a joke at first, but it just kind of, yeah, just took it and ran with it. So Hey, it's not bad. You know, I, I love it because it really, you know, it's, it's some of those things where you just embrace embrace what it kind of means to you and, and go with it. And I, I think sometimes a lot of people don't realize when, you know, when somebody like says something about your, you come up with a nickname for somebody and it lasts a lifetime and, and it's, and it kind of starts to become who you are and a little piece of you, even though it brings back that time when you were joking around about it. And it's, so it's, it's kind of fun to keep it right. Yeah, for sure. So, so you've got to, original music. Okay. So you're, you're a musician. You, you're clearly a country artist. I mean, you're not going to be lady redneck hip hop artist, right? So you're clearly <laughs> country music. Probably not. <laughs> when, when did, when did you start to think that music was actually something that you wanted to do part of your life? Was it, you know, did you sing in the choir? Did you sing, you know, in a talent contest? When did it kind of start for you that you're like, yeah, this, I, I, I like the singing thing. Well, so I grew up in a really small town in Idaho, and I, I grew up, um, my parents were both musical. They always played in bands, and about the time I was six, I was learning the piano and the guitar, and um, they just took it, my, especially my dad, I think, took it upon himself that we needed a family band, and so we became a family band, and we traveled all over the Northwest and did corporate events and fair circuit and, you know, weddings and everything in between. It's just kind of what we did. We went by Dusty Boots. And, um, it was, my dad had a saying, like a family that plays together, stays together. And so well, I mean, the, the, Os, the Osmonds made a living out of it, right? You know, if, exactly. if the Osmonds can do it and then the Jacksons and all, you know, these family band things, you know, it turns into something someday. Right. So what yeah. kind of, what kind of music were you focusing on as dusty boots? Was it, was it old country? It was it music that you actually liked performing with the family. Or okay, was so, it kind of like you were forced into singing certain songs and doing it? <laughs> we had hours and hours and hours worth of set lists because we had, you know, it could be a corporate event where they'd want more like, um, you know, pop or upbeat things. We did we even did um, um, like things at schools like for dare and for, you know, anti-drug rallies where we would do like rap or heavy metal or so we literally did like bluegrass shows, pop shows, country shows, like, and everything in between. So I grew up playing like literally all types of music. And so it was, it so. wasn't, it wasn't genre based for you guys. It was, it, it was, it was, uh, entertainer based. 
entertainer based yeah just whatever show we were doing at the time (laughs) wow what that is awesome because i mean it gives you such a a a well-rounded you know insight into music as as at a young age and kind of growing through it what was your what was your favorite back then what was your like okay awesome this is on the set list we're singing this what were your favorite three songs that you played oh gosh okay well and the funny thing is is they were probably all like i'm a fiddle player too and i love doing like orange blossom special and some of those fiddle ones because we'd usually bring it out like you know, halfway through the night and it get everybody just riled up. You know, you get yep. that fiddle going and everybody gets excited and Seriously, yeah. you know, the crowd starts going wild. So I really like doing just our craziest songs. So, so wait a second. So piano, guitar, fiddle, like you, did you take lessons for all of this or did you just grab different instruments that you thought were cool and you started playing them and you, could you read music? Like what, what was that? instrument journey for you? So I, I started taking um, piano and guitar when I was six, and then I started doing violin um, when I was in the fourth grade. And then um, all of us had to learn the bass guitar, the drums, the guitar, and the keyboard, because part of our show would, we'd be playing an instrument and then we'd like switch halfway through or we'd be playing it behind, you know? So it was part of our show was that we rotated instruments. And so it was just kind of, um, so I grew up playing a lot of, but like the fiddle was my specialty and like the mandolin and stuff. So those were kind of like my set there, but yeah. So we all just knew all those other instruments. Like, <laughs> and, and you just, I mean, you just picked them up and learned from each other. It sounds like. Yeah. kind. Yeah. Pretty much. That's and then unbelievable. In college, I played um, bass guitar for an alternative rock band and that was really fun. So I got a little crazy, a little more crazy bass then, but so so when you went to college, was it was it in Idaho? Was it in Texas? Like yeah. where did you? It was in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so where do? You, so you're in Texas now, though. I'm in Texas now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm. When did you up and move from Idaho? At what point did you like make that move to Texas? How did you get to Texas? Um. Well, was he? And don't I, say an airplane. You can't say an airplane. <laughs> No, it was really, it was kind of a crazy story. Just basically, um, I got married and we kind of went through some financial difficulties and just kind of prayed where we needed to start over and felt like Texas was the spot. And so we literally just came to Texas. So, so how long have you been in Texas now then? Um, since 2012. So quite a while. Yeah. yeah very Coming up cool. on 10 years in October. So yeah, I mean that that's, you can call it home now, for, you know, for real. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so the lady, the lady redneck journey. Um, so you were always a musician. You were always, was it, was it singing? Did you do a lot of, uh, you know, harmonies with the family? Like when did you kind of get to be the lead singer, the spotlight singer where you felt comfortable being out there kind of being responsible for holding that song's life on? That's that's so funny. Okay. So the family band was literally um, me, two of my sisters, we had a girl drummer and then my dad. So he was the only guy in our, our band. Okay. And so, and we all sing. And so it was just like, who, like we all kind of had them divided up equally and then we'd all harmonize. So I was never like, none of us were the lead singer per se. And so, um, I don't know that I'd ever felt comfortable with it, but basically when I got down to Texas, you know, they're still up in Idaho. They can all still play right. music together. Um, and I, 
um, I've, I've written music my whole life, but I'd never like shared them with the world and thought, you know, people might think my songs are a little crazy because they are, because they're kind of my personality. And so um, about, it's been almost six years, I decided just to like record one of them and see what happens. And that's kind of how it all started. But so I don't know, like, as far as your question about being comfortable as a lead singer, um, that, you know, I love to be on stage. I love the excitement, but I don't know that I've ever like been comfortable as that just, you know, unless it was my turn to sing and I was up there up in front, you know? Sure. So, so, so what is, if, if you were to define Lady Redneck as it sits right now, as far as what you're doing and what you're putting out there, what, how would you define it? So, um, I would define it as like a real country sound because I don't like, um, like a lot of men in, in country music sound really country, but a lot of the girls really sound more pop. And so it's kind of a hard thing to be a country singer almost in country music right now as a lady, I think. Um, so I, I would say it's a little bit more of the more authentic country, but then now I've started doing Christian music as of recently. It was kind of my year that I decided I would start because um, I've written a whole bunch of country of Christian songs, but I just have been doing country, but this year, I just felt like the world was kind of dark and there was a lot of hatred and anger and everything else. So I just thought it's time to put some light out there. So um, I'm getting ready actually on March 4th to release a song, a Christian song that I just wrote. So no kidding. Good for you because, and you're right. It's, it's, uh, I guess what, if, if you're a singer songwriter and so much of that comes from inside and your emotions and your feelings. So, I mean, it, you know, the fact that it, when you grew up, was it, were you surrounded by Christian music that kind of, it, it has always been something that you gravitated towards that kind of during this time when you started writing it, it just kind of, it was authentically you? You know, that's really funny. Um, I grew up in a really religious home, but we didn't necessarily listen to Christian music except like the hymns. Like we always, you know, sure. um, but no, I, I don't think that we listen to Christian music as much as, as. We listen to all types of music, but I wouldn't say that more so, but it's always been such a big part of like who I am and like my soul. And so I think that that's where it's come from more than anything is just like when I write music, I usually, um, I write to understand things. Like instead of writing a journal, I'll write a song. Like if I feel, if I feel something or if I try to understand something, if I just make it into a song, it helps me like understand how I feel about it kind of. Okay. And so it's kind of the way that I see the world, the way that I'm feeling, the way that I just express myself. So um, I guess, yeah, just as of lately, I've, it's it's definitely been more of an intimate part of me just <laughs> feeling that Christian part and just wanting to, you know, spread a little bit more of the light and, and love. And I, lo I, I love that. Now, and because you're because it sounds like you you do a lot of your songwriting you know, from within and, it, you know, your own emotions. Do you collaborate or do you write solo? Do you write in a room by yourself? Um, and, and if so, like what instrument do you typically grab or utilize when you're, when you're doing your songwriting? So I always write by myself. And usually the funny thing is a lot of times I'll just be thinking of something and I'll, it'll be when I'm not trying to write a song. Like if I lie down to try to take a nap for five minutes or try to just do something. And that's when the song idea a lot of times comes to me. Um, and so then I have to just sit and write it down. But if it's something like really deep, like some of the Christian stuff, I'll, I'll actually purposely, like I'll be really pondering 
um, something specific and then it kind of comes to me. But I just like to come into my own little music room, which is where I am right now. And quite often I'll grab the guitar, but sometimes I'll feel it on the piano more. So it's either piano or guitar where I always write it. It's either one or the either one of those. So and do you, and do you typically do um, lyrics first, or you hear a melody or something in your head that you need to kind of lock in, and then lyrics after? Which which is kind of that path for you, or is it a combination? It's typically lyrics first to me, but. I've had quite a few songs where as I'm writing down the words, I can already hear like the chord progressions and how the melody is supposed to go. So it's just a matter of like, of just hurrying and writing them down. So, um, when, when I, I love it when that happens, cause usually like the song just kind of comes to me as fast as I can write it. And I just feel like, okay, that's the way it was supposed to be. I don't even need to make changes, you know, just kind of done. <laughs> and, and how do you, how do you personally make that decision? Because, I have a feeling you've got a lot of songs that are out there that that nobody knows you have. How do you how do you personally make that decision to let somebody else hear it or release it and where you feel that yep this one this timing is right for this or this one has to be heard. What is that process for you? What's that feel like to you? Because, I mean, how many songs do you have, let's just say, sitting on the shelf versus how often you release a song? Well, I I, I try to release a song every six to eight weeks. And so I, I've released, I've actually released six and a half albums worth of songs. So, wow. Um, and I, I I actually crowdfund them all, and so my fans like are a part of it. So sometimes I'll play um a, you know a few songs and say, hey, which one do you like better? Or sometimes I'll just play them for my husband and say, I've got it narrowed down to these three. Which one do you think is better? Um, but there's sometimes where there's been a few songs where I just have known that I needed to release them for one reason or another. There was a song that I wrote in the summer that I knew was going to be a little bit controversial. But I just felt so strongly about it and it would not get out of my head. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to put it out there. I know not everybody's going to love this and they don't. <laughs> but I just felt like I needed to say what was in there. So so when you say when you say you crowdfund, tell me what what made you decide to go that route? What was what was the because that's something crowdfunding means a lot to, to something different to a lot of different people. So when you say crowdfunding, what is your purpose behind that what's your let's call it a strategy or your need to do it that way what's 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 that all about so um there it's actually um when i first started i had to like you know we we came here starting over so sure. i didn't have oh, yeah. any financial backing and so the first song that I put out, um, I felt like it was kind of a gift from God because it had a really catchy tune. And it was one of those songs where I just knew how it was supposed to sound. I knew the lyrics, didn't need to make any changes. And so I recorded that one and it did really well. I had some people, I didn't have any social media pages or anything. And I had um, radio stations asking me if they could play it. And it made it on like their top 20. It won a songwriting contest and it wow. ended up doing really well. And so um, after, so it kind of kicked things off for me. And then I, I um, had saved up and recorded a couple more and then I realized if I wanted to keep doing this and I'm also a mother so like I've got you know a family to take care of so I was like I needed to um so that was really the only way that I could do it and so yeah. I um started crowdfunding but it's been really really good for me because 
it lets like fans actually be a part of my music. Like the people yep. that donate, I I put their name on the back of my CD, like oh, special cool. thanks to. So like they, in all reality, they're like they're a huge part of it, and so I think it makes them more invested in what I'm doing, and it makes they're them, your they're like, your label, them. they're your label, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I'll have them, like, I'll do a music video, and I'll have them all send their pictures in, or I'll have oh, a contest cool. where they can design my next t-shirt, or, so they're, you know, so they're more of a part of it, so. I, I love that, because I, I think social media can be used in so many different ways, but when you start to incorporate, because they're already, they're fans. So clearly yeah. they, they want to see you succeed. Your music is connecting to them in some fashion. So, I mean, when you put something out there, like crowdfunding for that purpose, they don't have to give you money. I mean, it's up yeah. to them. So, so if they're going to support it and they want to be part of that, I think that's amazing. I think it's great. I love that because it's, it's so much better than just, um, you know, going out there and doing it for a company that is going to try to market it and make money off of it. You're kind of selling yourself off. Uh, yeah. to that this way you're kind of maintaining control of your your own personal brand your own music and and letting people appreciate it and realize that they're helping you do that yeah exactly and I have been approached by a couple well a few labels now but I just like I I love like just what you said I've got flexibility now I I can release crazy songs and then I can release a Christian song and I can you know I have the flexibility to do and so it's, it's been a huge blessing and I, and I love that they're a part of it too. It just, it makes it feel like more, it's more of a group effort. And yeah, it's, I, I it's, like it's it. kind of like, I've always, I've always said, I, I, I would never want to be, uh, I wouldn't want to start a company that I was the only person involved with starting that company. I've always said, I've, I, I, I do better if I'm part of something with others. Uh, it's just cause that's where you can get that energy from and it gives you a purpose to continue to do it because you have others that you're responsible to, um, accountable to, but also just energized from, you know, so I, I, I think it's great what you're doing. So what are some of the projects that are most recent that you're focused on? Um, is it, a, are you looking at touring? Are you looking at playing out in this? I mean, it's such a crazy time. You're finally probably just being able to in the last you know few months really start to get out there. What are you, where are you playing, you know, and, and what do you have for releases that you want to kind of tell the world about right now? So I'm hoping actually to tour this summer or this fall. And um, I haven't set it up yet, but that is in the works right now. I do have a song coming out March 4th. And I mentioned it was a Christian song. It's called After the Rain, You'll Find the Sun. And it's spelled S-O-N instead of the Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And then I've actually um, got a couple of other Christian songs I'm hoping to release right after. So, um, so that's been taking up a lot of just time and energy. Um, and then I also have written a couple of courses. One is a crowdfunding course just to help other musicians, like kind of figure out what I've done and hopefully help them to be successful as well. So I've been, I feel like I've been involved in so many projects, but now I, I need to, um, um, I'd like to be spending a little bit more time on my music. And so that's what you're going to see a lot more over the next month or two is just more connection with the fans. Cause it feels like when I started working on those courses, I kind of pulled away a little bit and I didn't like that. So I, I like, <laughs> I need that, <laughs> you know, that interaction that and that. Yeah. So when you're looking at booking gigs, do you have somebody that helps you with that? Or is this, is it all you? Um, it's pretty, 
pretty much all me basically that does it. Um, I actually, some of my, this is amazing, but some of my fans like will set up gigs for me and they'll set up like some pretty big shows. And it's just, um, I think because they're such a big part of it, you know, that they, right. you know, they'll be like, Hey, I've got you booked over here. What do you think? And okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so and is, is most of what you're doing in Texas is most everything that you're doing in Texas within kind of a radius. Yeah, it, it has been. It's been mostly in Texas. Um, yeah, it has been up until now. I've done. Um, I've done a whole like I do a whole bunch of like live shows online. Um, but now that COVID's over, because we were just getting ready to tour when COVID hit, and then everything got thwarted and stopped, you know. And so yeah. now it's like time to really start getting out there again. So that's the goal. It's just to get some more whole bunch of shows booked. I can't thank you enough for for joining me on this podcast and letting us get a chance to know a little bit more about you and uh, why you are uh, Lady Redneck and where you're going and where you've come from. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely fun to get to know you and an honor. And and uh, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for letting me be part. I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for your kind words and, and everything. I just... Very grateful. So thank you. <laughs> well, this has been the Interstate of Music podcast. Our guest has been Lady Redneck, and there's so much about her that you should be paying attention to. So make sure you do. She's got new songs coming out on the reg. So pay attention. Lady Redneck, thanks again. This has been the Interstate of Music podcast. Peterson out. <laughs>